0: right right, welcome in, welcome in everyone
1: hey yes,
0: uh you've all been invited here as a randomly selected pool of people across demographics to uh have input on the future of uh queer and pleasant strangers uh you've all been picked at random, so uh what 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 changes would you all like as a focus group to see uh implemented in the show? I want us to get to know more of the people better um um are you saying you would like to be less of a stranger to them. Yes, I want to, want to know them. Uh, okay, okay. What are uh, they about? It, it um, I mean that that feels like it's somewhat in conflict with the concept of the show. Any other any other suggestions? Why isn't there more straight representation? Uh, in in c- queer and pleasant strangers. Yeah, it's all queer and trans isn't it? There's no there's no like straight ones in there. I, no I, men neither. I I mean you're not wrong. It it is. It I I will remind you. That it is called "Queer and Pleasant Strangers." Yeah, well, I don't like that neither. No, no, change, no, change the name it. Wait, wait, what 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 would you what would you name it? Beer. B- beer. Beer. Uh, okay. Any anyone else? Anyone else who doesn't have a problem with it being, uh, who who's aware that the words "queer" and "stranger" are in the title, perhaps. I think it's just too cutesy. It's just too cutesy. Not believable. What if there was a bit more tension? Uh, uh, mm. More tension, more drama. You you, you wanted to be less pleasant, dare I say. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you wanted to be less queer, less pleasant, and less stranger. Yes. And it's too funny. I think we should just do more news bits. Uh, n- oh, oh, just j- news You do all know that the news exists. You could go watch the news. Yes, but what if there was more of it and and this was it? Well, we will take all of your carefully considered focus group feedback and... Good. I hope you're listening. Definitely file it away, not in this waste paper bin. Strangers Queer and Pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale, and I'm not Jane Harris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans women have a bit of a catch-up about what we've been up to we in don't. the week and do silly voices and skits and generally just try and have a bit of a, a catch-up and we make do a do thing that. together. I know that we do yeah. that. I am aware of this thing. Yeah. Um I Usually I do a bit of preamble before I get to what we've played this week, but I think there's one thing we're probably both going to start with this week, seeing as we may or may not both have the end of a run <laughs> open on our phones. What? Just just finishing up a run. What do you mean? Yeah. So um, we'll we'll get to the game awards later tonight. Uh, I mean, when that's we get to the watch. Well, when we get to the watch segment, but I will a little preview. One of the things that happened during the game awards was, hey, Vampire Survivors is getting a port to mobile it's free um it is the full game it purely like it has a couple of optional you can choose to watch an ad but you don't have to if you want to get some extra some extra money at the end of a run or get a revive more than you would have done in the pc version Mm -hmm. but it is very much a feature complete version of the the pre-dlc base game of vampire survivors yes it's a really good port Yes, for the most part it was running better on my phone than it was on my PC. Honestly, I'm surprised. Whatever wizardry they've done to get this to not slow down at like 30 plus minutes when everything's getting chaotic, could they put those optimizations on PC? Because, yeah, this version runs really well. Um, I have had a couple of weird moments with it. You've had had a couple of crashes, haven't you? Uh, I had one point where it was crashing a a little way into runs, and I just had to restart my phone and reopen it. Mm -hmm. Like, not the end of the world, but also, you know, not perfect. Yeah. But, like, performance has been good, generally. Performance has been really good. It's really held up. I've had a couple of, like, stutters. I have, now that I've got almost everything unlocked, I've started to get to the point again of, uh, like, finding occasionally you'll get some slowdown like the timer isn't running for the full yeah like full speed you'll be like that was definitely three or four (laughs) seconds for that one second um i have had a couple of times where i've like lost focus on on the game and found that i'd managed to walk outside of the map oh which happens quite often in regular vampire survivors when there is too much on the screen like, the collision detection I've, I've just I've you talk about I've never had that happen to me, but i you're not the only person I've heard say it. I, I don't know what it is, but, um, yeah, I've... Especially on Gallo Tower, I've found... Yeah. Uh, that's uh, just occasionally, like, I'll I'll zone out and I'll still have my thumb on the screen and be like, oh, I am outside the map. Hopefully I can get back in. I had one on the in inla- library the other night where I was desperately trying not to fall asleep because uh, i think there was something else i was waiting for to happen so i was like yes i'll just lie in bed with a bit of vampire survivors on and i managed to clip outside of the, <laughs> the inlaid library but couldn't get back in so I was like i guess i'm gonna finish the run out here well i mean the thing is those are definitely the exception rather than the rule like it oh is, yeah like it is a really solid port of a game that like I think generally it's a really good fit for mobile yeah. other than like one design decision that like would be a really easy fix, which is because it's a game where all you do is you basically walk your character around with what would essentially be a okay. single analog stick. Um. When you get a level up and get to pick what upgrade you get, if your thumb is in the wrong place and you d- d- just have a momentary, I didn't realize the select and upgrade menu was open, you can accidentally pick an upgrade. Yep. Which could easily be solved. I think your suggestion was just click on okay. the upgrade and then have an OK that you have to hit yeah. as well, or or hold it for a, a second or yeah. second or two. But like that that aside, and like once I realised that was a problem, like it's fairly easy to sort of avoid happening too much. Yeah, if you notice it in time, you can basically just uh, like slide your thumb, yeah, and then it won't register as as a um, a tap as a tap, and and it won't select anything. Uh, the other thing I've had that problem with w- was... Um, hello, Smudge. Hello, I've got a cat on me <laughs> now. Um, was I, ac- I didn't realise I'd walked into a pickup on the level. Oh. And I accidentally clicked discard. Yes. That was a right pain in the bum hole. But I mean, like that aside, and that's like not the biggest problem in the world, it's something uh-huh. that could be fixed fairly easily, yeah. a game where all you do is basically position your character and all of the attacks happen automatically is a really good fit for mobile yep um and i'm surprised at how well the level layouts um work on a vertical format portrait screen yeah Uh, yeah, portrait screen yeah it works it works really well it does i don't feel like i'm missing anything it doesn't feel like the details are too small it is one of the better ports to mobile yep. I think I've ever played. And it is entirely free. Indeed. You it's can made... watch adverts if you desperately yeah. want to continue a run. If you did a run and you used up all of your revives you would have had on PC, and you were like, I don't know, 30 seconds off getting a unlock you needed, you can watch an advert to get an extra revive, yeah. or you can get 50% more coins if you choose to watch an advert. But it's not like the default is watch an advert... And you have to opt out of it. It's yep. like, no, it's, it's there as an optional button. but All, like, all of the adverts advertising in this is entirely... You have chosen to watch the advert. Yeah. And that is the only monetization, and I'm super okay with that. Yeah. Like... I mean, for- we've talked plenty of times about how can we give this developer more money because... We bought this product for not very much. Yeah. And now we've enjoyed it on two separate systems. Yeah, like we've both gone like, hey, this is a good excuse to just play that game from the start with none of the things unlocked and just power through and re-unlock all the things. It's a really nice nice port of a game that we already like. Yeah. And it's nice to just be able to have it on a little second screen. Yeah. I'm also really enjoying that... um, Like, this is the first time I've properly been able to play from a completely fresh save. Yeah. And obviously because we played during uh early access, yes. There was an awful lot of sort of new stuff being introduced and you didn't really get a proper feel for what would this be like if I was playing it from a, from a completely yes. from scratch save. Like I guess you had it slightly different because you had the the like the um a beta version of the final of one point oh. I don't know if that started you from a fresh save. I, or... I had the opportunity to to do a completely fresh save. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been nice though to just have like there are there are like Arcana cards that I've come across in this that I never like properly registered what they did. Yeah. I, it originally I think because they came up during later updates and yeah. I already had sort of a rhythm by the time I picked them up. Yeah, you'd already sort of got like this is my good loadout. Yeah. So yeah, not not much other else to say other than that Vampire Survivors is already a good game. It's like two. Oh no, it was like two quid. It's now about four quid on PC, and it's and it keeps being on sale as well. Yeah, and there's it, about to be uh, another uh, a DLC. Yes, uh, I think by the time in- now. Uh, I think by the time this goes up, the DLC will be out. Uh, maybe, yeah. It's the fifteenth, which is I think Thursday. Okay, so yeah, it's it's out like the week that we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, have you uh played anything else? Um, I've not played a huge amount of other things. I did play some uh, Chained Echoes. Oh yes, yes. Um, I, I saw a little bit of this. Yeah, so this was a a Kickstarter game that. Uh, seems to have done really well for itself i'm always really wary of kickstarter video games admittedly i've only kickstarted two and and the third one that didn't even get through its initial funding so didn't charge me anything hmm. so they were a hat in time which was really good yeah uh ukulele which was not <laughs> And the third one was Legend Maker, which just uh, didn't reach their funding goal. And they're yeah. still trying to Patreon their way through that. They're trying. They're trying, bless them. Yeah, I'm, I'm always really wary about stuff like that. But this one seems to have done really well. And from what I could tell from the uh, Steam reviews that were up like on launch day of people who got it as a result of having backed it they seem to be very much, happy with yeah what they bought happy that they got what they thought they were buying it for yeah because the, the thing was like it turned up on game pass and i was like oh that looks really cool could not find a review for it anywhere wasn't up on metacritic couldn't find any like independent reviews and then spotted up the steam page and was like oh okay i see that there has like 50 odd reviews let's give yeah. that a look oh okay it was a Kickstarter and they seem happy with it. And I guess if you're not happy with a Kickstarter, people love to make that shit known. Oh yeah, no, it will not be a surprise. It will not be a secret if someone doesn't enjoy a Kickstarter they backed. Absolutely <laughs> ripping it to shreds. Um, especially in the gaming community generally. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a fun little uh, JRPG style game. Uh, graphics sort of like uh, PS1 era. 16 bit hmm. rpg you are a uh, a young man who joined a mercenary group and they were they basically sort of fallen on hard times and taken this essentially a suicide mission yeah. which turned out to be more like its namesake than expected and oh no. uh, this war that had been raging for like 150 years was brought to a close when they broke into this castle tried to destroy this crystal a massive explosion happened and then like most of that whole continent or most of that whole country were wiped out but two of the people who from from the intro from like including Hmm. our, our young protagonist and like like a couple of extra like people like it seemed like a huge amount of destruction was done yeah and then you all like skipped forward to a year later where uh, your protagonist is like doesn't want to get out of bed, like his wounds have long healed, but he feels really guilty about the fact that he was the one that tried to destroy the crystal that caused all the injury. Yeah. Um. Even though it's technically bought peace. Yeah. And there, but the, it is a shaky piece, and the, the scripting for this is a little bit weird. Okay. And I don't know if it's just, yeah, that probably is the kind of way of hey, there was a big war, there was a lot of xenophobia backing that. Like, hey, we're a war against that nation. That nation have been at war with us for hundreds of years. We don't trust that nation. And a a lot of the uh, NPCs are talking about things like, oh yes, this is a fake peace, it's not a real peace, it won't last, we have to get back to war so we can have a real peace. i like, what? (laughs) I I don't think that's necessarily unrealistic in that there is certainly something to be said for... uh, There have been examples historically of politicians negotiated peace but people still have lingering um, xenophobia and that manifesting as no, 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 they're probably just plotting to still come and get us. The only real peace is if we destroy them. Mm. Like that, it's not an unrealistic... Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but also like, after 150 years, wouldn't you want peace? I feel anyway? like 150 years is long enough that like, I I, I get. Would... I suppose at that point, also war is all you know. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. But that it's interesting the way there are several times where you're like running around a castle for a bit and and doing some interactions, meeting a new character who's supposed to be like thousands of years old, then escaping into the sewers. And and going down to, like, the docks area and finding, like, all the poorest people. Yeah. And even, like, the richest people in the docks, they're like, oh, the, it's, it's always great down here because this, this was a nation that wasn't part of the war and we kind of stayed out of it. So we always had plenty to eat and drink, no matter what else was going on. And they go right, right, right down into the docks. And there's people going, it doesn't matter if there's a war or not. We've always had fuck all yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's quite an interesting range of, uh, like, opinions about things. Yeah. Even though a lot of the unifying factor is, we should probably get back to war so we can have the peace that it, we want. It sounds like some neat world building that isn't, you know, too formulaic. Yeah, I'm like 11 hours in now, and I, I'm enjoying it so far. Even if sometimes it is a little bit tricky to work out exactly what is best to do. So it has like a turn-based uh, battle system, okay. which I quite appreciate, just the fact that you can sort of get on with things. There's a sort of rock-paper-scissors system where yeah. some things are better than others. There is a, an overdrive gauge that you're... At the start of the fight, you're sort of trying to fill it, and mm. it's in a neutral position. So you're using a normal amount of um, like magic points to use yeah. your skill stuff. And you're using a normal amount of... uh, You're receiving a normal amount of damage in HP, and so are the enemies. Then you hit, like, this green bit of the bar. And the ultimate goal is to try and stick within that green bit of the bar. Oh. So you'll do things that will drive it further up the green. Yeah. And then it'll be like, hey, this is the element that you need to cast or use in order to bring it back down. If you go into the red... Everything does you more damage, and you're spending more tech points in order oh, to use your skills. Okay, so there's a you're trying to keep in a in a very sort of narrow sweet spot of it's not that narrow. It's oh. about half half of the bar, oh, okay. but you, you do have to sort of manage it quite carefully because if it goes wrong, it goes really fucking wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's a unique gameplay oh. mechanic. I, I I can't. It's think not it. one I I've, I've seen before. I quite like the the fact that you can like the, the 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 a big problem can be if one of your characters get knocked, gets knocked out and they are the one that does that particular type of skill uh. for the most part it's like oh shit i cannot bring this down until it changes automatically in about a minute okay i think it changes automatically after a number of rounds but up until that point it's like oh we are fucked ah. um you can only have four characters in your main party. Yeah. But also you can have, like, sub-characters assigned to other characters. It's like, these are the four main party; Those are the ones that will show up at the beginning of any fight. Yeah. And at the start of the game, or, or sort of once the game has settled down a bit from introducing the six characters... Yeah. You, is, you're you like, well, I've got six people and only four slots. So two of them are assigned as on... on on, like, the secondary for various characters. Mm. So on that character's turn, you can go, I want to do this thing with this character, or I can swap them out with their backup. Okay. And there is no penalty for that. You don't have to, like, let them rejoin the, the um uh, like, line up. They will have their own health bar. They'll have their own tech points. Okay, so it doesn't, like, it's not like, say, Pokemon where switching out leaves that character vulnerable for a turn. Yeah. Like, that... There's none of that, you just, that. can you swap back and forth as often as you like? Yep. Okay. It's just, they are they are not in your main party, they're not going to be the first ones that arrive on scene, so if you've got someone who, like, sets up the buffs at the beginning of a round, okay. you'll probably want them on the front line, but maybe once those buffs are established, you might go, I want this person to come in because they do, do, do bigger hits. That's really interesting. It's a really interesting yeah. idea, I'm enjoying it so far. There, there is uh, another aspect that I haven't quite got to yet that was kind of shown in a cutscene at the beginning. That there, are, there aren't there just your characters. They, they will eventually get these things called sky armors. Okay. Which are basically mech frames. That's what I was going to assume. They, they look kind of like classic knights in armor type type lookies. But they can sort of, I'm guessing Sometimes fly? they will usually have guns. Okay. And they fly. And, uh, like, the the main protagonist is, like, a really good mechanic mm-hmm. and, and apparently a really good f- uh, pilot of these things. Oh, yes, you were telling me about this. Yes. His dream is, you know, in the event that the war goes over, he wants to have enough money that he can buy himself a, a Sky Armour of his own. And everyone's like, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> it's not really designed for anything but war. He's like, yeah, but just want to have one that's mine yeah. <laughs> i was playing it on stream and chat were like i don't know start your own pmc <laughs> <No>. <laughs> something horribly immoral like that like, i think i think i was when you were telling me about this I, I suggested it's like those people that fix up classic cars that will never be road legal and they won't actually be able to drive but they just want to be like yeah but i want to have one in working order and it's mine And you go brum brum yeah They'll make the goods Old, old car noise sound of engine. <laughs> that's that's probably how old cars sounded. Burp, 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 burp. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, apparently it's like 40 to 60 hours long, so I'm at, at most a quarter of the way through it. And I do not feel like I'm a quarter of the way through it. Partly because I, I, I basically ran into a point where I was getting into two specific battles.
1: Hmm. that
0: were just killing like completely fucking me up right like very early on i was they that i was pointed at this giant yak a yak a giant yak like like, imagine apple yeah no no yeah i'm picturing a giant yak as best i can but just just four legs and it's kind of sleepy and they were like if you find a named creature it is a unique creature you won't find them anywhere else in the world." You can probably get some unique stuff from it if you fight it, but they're, like, big boss creatures. Yeah. Like the, uh, like Xenoblade. I was gonna say, like, Xenoblade's, like, um, enemy name The Something, and it has a title. Yeah, like Brad the Yak. <laughs> I don't think it's called Brad. I want it to be Brad the Yak <laughs> It should now. be Brad the... Give us a mod for Brad the Yak. So, uh, yeah, that is quite an interesting idea, but there, there was this purple toad that just seemed to be hitting me harder than anything else I'd encountered. Everything else, I could just wander around, I would wait for them to respawn, I would farm them, try and get some more like money and stuff, because I was trying to upgrade my weapons. So I knew to avoid the yak, didn't know anything about this, this pink frog, <laughs> that just fucked me up several times. There was a point where I followed a sentient corncob through a village, and then that corn cob ran towards a, a scarce crow that I'd bumped into earlier and out jumps a mushroom, a pepper, uh, I think there's a tomato in there, and like one the, of the. The whole, what, ba- the whole salad bowl jumped out of me. Basically, the whole salad bowl jumps out of me. I defeated them once, and then this giant kebab stick skewer <laughs> came down. Skewered them all through, and they became one giant boss that was way way harder. This game sounds ridiculous, kinda like it's got this big serious plot, but occasionally you will just run into a very strange enemy. We're doing a very straight faced RPG, but occasionally you'll come against uh, come up against an Earthbound boss. Yeah, I I guess I haven't played Earthbound, so it's, a resounding maybe. Yeah, it's it's what it's reminding me of. Yeah. Um. So I think what I needed to do was not go. But what if the next area is just made up of the two things that are constantly fucking up, fucking me over now? Because uh. I basically spent three or four hours running around the same set of fields farming crystals that I can use to uh, add to weapons, to power mm. up weapons. Uh, to get money in order to buy better weapons that I could upgrade better, that would have better sockets in them. For upgrading, yeah, uh, discovering the fact that there are there is a whole type of loot that until you go into the sell menu and and look at it in there, <laughs> it doesn't really tell you that everything in this category is just for selling. Uh, it has no intrinsic value. It's like, okay, I mean, you could have just labelled it miscellaneous loot. You could have done and what rather was, than going, yeah. this is a a nice flower or a a, 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 a like a a fragrant onion or something, you, you could have done the Pokemon thing and had the treasures column, which only exists to sell yeah, and and that's that that basically yeah. is what it is, but it hadn't been sort of made clear that that's what it was, yeah, because I couldn't tell if it was items that were going to be used for upgrading weapons because they have similar sorts of fairly basic yeah. item names, uh but no, no, there was just a lot of this stuff was just pick it up to sell. I was like, cool, I've now got enough money to do all the weapon upgrades that I've been desperately trying to get money for up until now to do. But, yeah, so enjoying it. It has lots of different aspects, lots to explore, and a whole bunch of stuff I haven't even really found yet. There's the reward board. The reward board? The reward board. So you will... It's kind of like a a quest system, but you go into it, it's like a big grid of hey, you did this thing for this person and that's that reward. And you did the, this thing over here right next to it and that's a reward. But because you've done two things next to each other, oh, they chain. Okay, that's fun. Uh, I haven't really got too much into that because no. I haven't got very but far through the game. it sort of, of encourages you to do specific side quests because like, oh, that'll be a good one to go for because it's near another thing on the grid. Yeah. And eventually like forming a big chain. I like that. It, it, it feels like it would make a lot of side quests are less overwhelming thing. I guess There's so. a place to start with? Yeah, like I've seen screenshots of the reward board once it's open and it looks pretty damn cool, so mm. I am I am excited to get more time to sit down and actually play this. But yeah, that is is chained echoes available or uh, as part of game pass and I think it's like 22 quid at the moment on Steam. Nice. What about you? What have you played? Uh, well I've been playing around a little bit with my fancy new toy that's shown up. Oh yes, I've been playing around with the Analog Pocket, which N-O-Gimme. I've been waiting for like a year and a half for it to show up. Uh, finally arrived. So the Analog Pocket ostensibly is a like a nice, slightly premium end um, Game Boy uh, replacement that runs original cartridges, uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance cartridges. It's got a really nice, uh, brightly lit uh, s- uh, screen on it. It is not emulating uh it has little chips that will perfectly hardware level run those systems so like don't go and assuming you're going to be turboing through playing games but also you're not likely to get any of the weird artifacts you sometimes get from emulating um you know things that don't play nicely with emulators you Mm. can go this will run all of all of my, my my original hardware perfectly play all my old cartridges lovely it's got a it's got a uh, link cable port if you want that for doing like trades between that and like original actual game boys things it's got like little that. shoulder buttons on the back despite being yeah. like portrait like a classic yeah uh, game so boy. you can still you do your sort of gba shoulder buttons sort yeah. of near the cartridge slot uh there are adapters you can get to plug in um other cartridges beyond game boy ones so you can run uh, i think you can run mega drive cartridges off of an adapter in Ooh, the back. Chunky. Yeah, chunky. Not necessarily practical, but a thing you can do. I mm-hmm. think Neo Geo cartridges you can run off of it. Expensive. Yeah, so when I ordered this, it was just a nice thing of like... I want a thing that I can just run my old original, original Game Boy games off of. because yeah, nice, you've got uh, like, a whole bunch of g- yeah. original Game Boy cartridges. I've got, a, I've got a bunch of like emulatory things, but I, I liked the idea of being able to... Uh, so particularly this is the case for Pokemon... Because old Pokemon games are dying. They have internal yes. batteries in them that are dying. and um, You wanted to rescue your original <sighs> Team Blue. Well, see, the, <laughs> part of this for me is like, I know how to, in theory, replace a battery in a Pokemon cartridge. I've done it before. Okay. Um, But Pokemon cartridges, like, there's only so many times you can really take them apart, replace the battery, put them back together before it starts getting a little flimsy. At that point, you're and just gluing the whole shell back together. Yeah, it's it's not designed for, like, long-term as a solution. Yeah. And I like the idea of something I can run original cartridges off, I can use save states, um, mm-hmm. so that if the internal battery has died, I can still run save states, I'm not going to lose my saves. But you also can where back I can back up the, saves I, back up the saves, I can do things like that, I can... It, it just seemed like a nice way to preserve some of that stuff that can't actually move like original cartridge gen one pokemon can't move i think gen two is the furthest you can get them gen two to three doesn't happen unless there is someone making a weird adapter to trade between gens two and three yes i talked about on this show a while back but i was like cool that's a nice thing in the year or so since i ordered this thing a thing i suspected would happen has happened Mm. which is that Uh, Definitely not a member of the Analog Pocket dev team. Definitely Definitely not. Legally, definitely not. They would never. This is a not emulation device. It's a very legal not emulation device. Mm -hmm. So they opened up something called FPGA cores, which is access to the various, like, emulator, uh, uh, like, physical cores on this to go, hey, do you want to make your own software designed to run as if it was running on a Game Boy, for example? Mm. And within an hour or so of that functionality being live, emulator cores for running all of those systems off of SD card were released. <laughs> Which means that, like, NES, Super NES, all the Game Boys, um, Mega Drive, Genesis, uh, a bunch of um, arcade uh, arcade hardware, you can now run off of those wonderful little hardware cores that will do perfect, uh, perfect recreations of the original hardware, but you can also do it off SD card. Mm-hmm. And that is really nice functionality. Um, I had a little trouble setting it up, but it wasn't anything to do with the um, the the setup itself. It was a weird edge case I came across. But uh-huh. the setup is literally just here is one one file. You drag and drop it to the SD card and double click to to run the program. It sets the whole thing up for you. Hell yeah! But yeah, it. It is an entirely unnecessary device, but it is a really nice one. It has a really solid build quality to it, like it feels hefty, sturdy, like a really nicely made sort of like, it's almost got like a sort of slightly metallic feel to uh, the finish on it. I like that there are options of different display modes for making it look like different, um, like let's say I'm playing an original Game Boy cartridge in it, you can make it look like it's running on the original Game Boy with its sort of like grid Across the image, you could have it look like it's on a Game Boy Pocket, or a backlit Game Boy Pocket, or just the clean, regular image. I like those options. I like the ease with which like, original hardware and functionality like save states um, mesh together. I really like the sound quality of the built-in speakers. Like, It's got really good sound reproduction mm-hmm. that feels like the original sound yep. uh it is just like it it is a nice on the premium end i just want a nice a nice game boy that yep. is gonna let my games with uh batteries in them last beyond yep. you know the next few years and also it's it's way less faff than trying to refurb your own game boy yes. and to have like a tft in it I've considered that in the past and I'm like I don't have I, I can do certain bits of like mecha- like tech repair. Mm. I've, you know, replaced analog sticks in Joy-Cons things like that, but I look at some of these like IPS screen Game Boy mods yes. and I'm like that as soon as you, you soldering gets involved I'm like, "Oh, I'm worried I'm going to I'm going to fuck this up." Yeah. Cuz it's it's the soldering, it's the putting extra buttons in so getting a Dremel yeah. out and, and cutting like a little oh, hole oh god a, yeah a, i don't trust myself with a spinning thing that could yes. injure me <laughs> um, or, or just you know fly off and just completely destroy the pcb yeah especially since that seems to have become a whole market and now old game boys are getting way more expensive exactly and yeah like there's there's a couple of like little limitations here and there um some of the uh like the, the the calls for running games off of SD card mm-hmm. don't always have the full functionality on the Android that they would uh, the, the analog that they would if you were putting a cartridge in mm-hmm. like some of the modes and settings might not be available unless you're playing off of an actual cartridge mm-hmm. but it is a really nice all around. I want to play my physical collection and also be able to dock it to the TV nice and easy and also play stuff off SD card in a thing that feels nice and sturdy and well-made and has like a really big battery life so so mentioning yeah. the link cable is it just link cable to other analogs or would it also no work it with works an to original game boys have you tried trading yourself poking that uh, i have not done so yet but that's only because i don't have an original link cable to hand ah. but i did order a link cable <laughs> um but yes it it, it Works perfectly well when link cabled to an actual Game Boy or Game Boy Advance. It, Hell it, yeah. it works perfectly well. Yee. So yeah, I really like this thing, even though it is entirely unnecessary, but it's just, it was a little treat for me. not unnecessary, it made you happy. Yeah. Um, also, I uh, on a uh, rambling down that, that little rabbit hole, Yee. I remembered that uh, a thing that exists is Game Boy Advance cartridges that came shipped with two episodes of a TV show. Oh, put down onto Game Boy Advance playable video quality Ooh. and you would be buy- buying like a Game Boy Advance cartridge at the cost of a Game Boy Advance cartridge for two episodes of TV show. Wow. I may have watched a couple of episodes of Pokemon in ga- uh, off of a like Game Boy Advance cartridge. Yeah, it's it is a fascinating little novelty that I have thoughts about and I want to talk about at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what about you? Have you watched anything else this week? We're on Played. Uh, we're on Played. <laughs> Sorry. That was, it was a Game Boy Advance thing that I watched. Uh, <laughs> have you played anything else this week? Uh, yeah, we played another couple of missions on the Hogs of War Miniatures game, we, and I finally won a game! You did. You, Six you, games in, I finally won one. You you got a good win in there. <laughs> I, I had a good feeling last week. Like, that level of all of them it has felt... The least overall bullshit. <laughs> like there's been a few. It's just been like, unless you absolutely get on this hill early on, and and don't fuck it up because you will just lose all your points, uh, or you will will just be sl- sl- there will be a, just a ticking timer that you can't recover from. Like th- th- there's so- been a constant feeling with this game that there was no option for a comeback. Even the number of times where I have, like, started to do really well, the the clock's just ran out and gone, no. Yeah. A lot of our games of Hogs of War generally have been, I play a very aggressive early game and get a lead uh, at the expense of my long-term health of my units. Yes. And by the time that the game ends, it's like, I won... But you are completely, absolutely dominating me in board uh, presence. And if this had gone on more than another like turn or two, I'd have been fucked. Like, I play a very short... Like, I play exactly to the length of the game. Yeah. And I'm like, if I fuck up for even a second, I cannot recover from the uh, board presence you have accumulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've less enjoyed the ones that have that timer on. Yeah. Um, the the one I w- would like to maybe try without those um like command points the the sort of every turn we were both basically yeah. both getting so, a point yeah, yeah. so a command command points are basically if you can claim it you will get a an income of points every turn yeah. and like of of all of those ones that, that all sort of all of the games that would felt like it wouldn't go too long if you remove those it's the one of uh, destroying buildings. For three point for four three or four points I think it was so like there's so many options where you could still be getting that like deployables you're probably still going to want to use deployables generally because you can forward deploy uh, like units from uh, back bunkers yeah. and and trenches so they would still potentially be out on the field and then obviously there's just like directly attacking each other's base which you could do with planes it would be a, hmm. an excuse to get the planes out. It would be an excuse to get the uh, airships out, and, and do like more uh, bombing run stuff with that. It would it would it would open up some of the mechanics that we really haven't had a a, a yeah. proper chance to to dig into. So like, mission one didn't really like very much. Mission two again really struggled with. Uh, or was it was it two? Maybe was the uh, was the deployables one possibly deployables three was that the one I was actually decent at I think that might have be been the one I won ah uh, one, one each. yeah this w- this was the get over the other side of the board yes yes essentially the the mission was get over the other side of the board but yeah. so little of that game or so little little of the points in that were won by getting across the board <laughs> I I think my ultimate victory was. We each had one of the command points that were, like, quite close to our base. Yes. And I got up to, as far as getting armoured cars, I drove my armoured car right up to your command base. And one of the special abilities of the armoured car is remove the capture token. Like, they can't claim it. They don't have that ability. But remove the capture token from a claimed building. And that just meant that I was getting a point that you weren't. Yeah, and you were what one point away from winning. Yeah, I'd I'd mis I'd miscounted. I thought you were in a position to get across the line anyway, so I hadn't considered you'd be going for that marker. Did I? I there was no coming back once I realised what I'd overlooked. Yep. Yeah, you, you got at me. At that point, I think you only had like three units. Oh yeah, no, I'd 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 entirely gambled on my my um. Jetpacking medic pigs being able to get over the line and just—I screwed up a roll. Good thing you'd, like, you like—you had a couple of really bad rolls on that. Yeah. Luckily, you still haven't had one where you've uh, had jetpacking orderlies that ended up uh, actually fully exploding. No, no. I've just had a few where I wanted to do double jumps and I can only do a single because I did a bunch of damage to myself. Yes, but yeah, it's that—that uh, that I think was my favorite mission. The one we just did—I probably don't. Think I will I will set up for a second yeah. uh, chance at was uh, a king of the swill mm. mission. You had a like a, a donut of mountains in the middle. Now don't don't uh, the the mountains are harder to get onto. Full stop. Yeah, because it takes two actions, and most units only have two actions to get onto them. You can't get planes over them. You can't get any land vehicles onto them. So it's it's just if you're going to try and get anything over there, it's got to be an infantry unit and you've got to make it as quick, quick as possible, but also you can't make it that quick. So as soon as anything gets wiped out, unless you can forward deploy, which you could into that donut. Yeah. It's almost impossible to recover from. Yeah. And, and despite my trying to work out other ways around the thing, You just, just by virtue of being able to hold on to that point, you absolutely had it. And even when I finally managed to, like, destroy the bunker, it just wasn't enough. I I came up with a good plan to, like, get a jump start into that center, and I hunkered down before you had a chance to establish a foothold. Yep. Yeah. Uh, No, that has been my least fun so far, but the next mission is the uh, Catch the Pigeon mission and yeah. I am excited to see how that goes because that is a whole new mechanic that we haven't tried out yet with the uh, the carrier pigeon. It's going to be flying around the map and we're going to try and either encourage it to our base or while the other person is holding on to it, shoot it down so they lose points.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, I am I'm curious to see how more Hogs of War goes. Uh, but yeah, I am enjoying it. It's, it's a fun little yeah. 60 to, uh, 90 to 90 minutes to two hours war game that's... It It doesn't do any of the stuff that a lot of war games do in the board game space. Yeah. Because board games for the longest time have like, yes, we're going to do very accurate historical recreations. We're going to do Memoir 44. We're going to do Undaunted. We're going to do actual Nazis fighting actual allies. And you, you're just going to have to deal with that. And I prefer the separation of it's it's either something ridiculous, or it's something fantasy. Yeah. For, for my war games, I don't want to. You don't want to be. I don't want anyone at the table to have to be a na- real war. I I'm well, not adverse to th- pondering the, the grim realities of real war. I just don't want it in my entertainment time. You don't want anyone to have to be a Nazi for fun. <laughs> yes. No one has to be a Nazi for fun or profit, because no, down with that sort of. thing um what about you what have you played uh the only other thing i've played really is i'm I'm still playing pokemon yeah i'm 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 plodding away with my shiny hunting i've been doing a bunch of shiny hunts for pokemon not from this new generation but from past gens that i i didn't shiny hunt in their respective games uh so it's been a lot of like filling in gaps in my overall big collection there are 70 73 species i think in sword uh, in in scarlet and violet now that I don't have shinies of uh, across the series. I think like 20 or so of those uh, are still ones from past gens. About 50 of them are new gen ones. Um, So I'm I'm just plodding my way through that. I did the maths, and if I haven't miscounted at any point, I need to check Pokemon Home and like double check this at some point. Uh, Once I complete Scarlet and Violet's shiny collection, I will be down to something like, I think 80 pokemon total across the whole series Wilder. that i don't have shiny so i'm i'm cracking away at it i finally did my shiny hunt for shiny palday and fuck that you got it on stream I, I got it on stream i i found a way to 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 recognize it in a crowd but also fuck i would never have noticed it naturally if i wasn't looking oh. the method is uh, uh, tilt the camera so you're looking directly down from as high up as possible. Right. Uh, as you get to a group of these Tauroses and it's easier to do with a with a group spawn of them because you have them to compare. Yes. You're looking for one where the mane is lighter than the face and body, rather than inverse. Like that's what I was looking for. Was I was looking at instead of going grey face, uh, grey face black mane, it's grey mane. So I'm just like looking for the face and mane to be swapped around. Right. The mane is a big enough thing to be looking for that I was like not even looking that closely. I was like, gut reaction, does a mane look wrong? Go for it. Mm-hmm. Took me like an hour. It's one of the few shiny hunts I've had to do where I had to do two sandwiches and even then it was right at the end. I feel like I probably ran past some shiny tauruses on the way, but I got it. I did it. And I take it Taurus isn't one of the ones that has a bunch of different evolutions that you would need to catch multiples of? It has at least two more forms in this oh game. Oh no! It's got two version exclusive forms, uh, which I'm going to just I'm going to hatch them out of eggs the way that I will end up doing with starters rather than trying to get them in the wild. Okay. One of them has a water type Paldean Taurus and one has a fire type and they look basically no different. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm just gonna hatch them out of eggs at some point. I'm not I'm not subjecting myself to this. That's fair. I did, I was like, look, I have to do this hunt at least once because it feels like a rite of passage, this gen for shiny (laughs) hunting. But, I've been doing a lot of the Pokemon. The last couple of days I've been doing a bunch of the shiny hunts where I'm like, I know this one's going to be bullshit and I want to get it out the way. Yeah. So I did that. I did a Floette, which is a tiny little fairy holding onto a little flower that's like floating in the air, oh. but it's absolutely fucking tiny and the colour change is minimal and very small. Oh. So I just went around a field just murdering and murdering and murdering, oh no. going, oh no. one of you refused to be battled. Surrender the shiny or I will kill some more. <laughs> yeah, I that's... ran around a field looking for a caterpillar that was the wrong colour, but it's so small it was like tiny in the grass. What was a little pink friend? A little pink friend. Oh, poor me, poor Mott, poor Mo The little pink hamster family that learned to stand up and then got slightly taller. Yeah. Yeah. They were were like, oh, no, no, please don't hurt us. And you were like, hello. You're just a little hamster. Yeah. They're little friends. I'm just looking for a little pink one. It's okay. Hi. 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 They were very cute, right? They they kept doing little question marks, hey? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's okay. Just, Just like, like a, a real hamster. Yeah. Like you, could, you could sense the heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> ah! The thing that isn't me. Ah! No, I, Honestly, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. You played anything else? Uh, that's about it. Well, then. Time for this. Oh, gosh. I stayed up so late trying to make all of this delicious stew and this delightful cake. But, alas, I have run out of the equipment that I need in order to... Uh, whip my my cream swiftly without me having to to whip it with a noisy blender are you having a a. 2am cooking emergency i am i have so many herbs to chop do you need to whip cream for that cake i I do for exactly that cake do you need this novelty acrylic rolling pin yeah yes that's definitely what this is mm, it's a little it's got a weird bulb at the bottom that's going to be difficult for, for for rolling don't worry about that It's 2 a.m. cooking supplies here on Delivery Service App. We've got all the things you need for middle-of-the-night cooking. Do you need a load of herbs chopped? I I do. I need exactly that. well we've got this 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 little plastic grinder that you can grind all the herbs. Oh, it's up got with. little teeth for for grinding, for grinding and the herbs. the tear into the that's handy. Exactly. That. Uh, if you need to to to, to uh, whip that cream, here is some whipped cream canisters. <laughs> oh, thanks. That's and, perfect. And this thing for letting all of the gas out of the whipped cream canister. I mean, I've I've already got one of one of those. But and, but thanks. And, and some balloons to celebrate the oh. fact that you've made the cake. And also, it'll be good for the party that the cake is for. Yes, yes, yes. It will be good for the party. We also sell alcohol, lots of alcohol, and the novelty acrylic rolling pin. Don't worry about the bulb bit at the bottom; it's definitely there's a little metal bit coming out with like a little cup on on the end. It's a rolling pin. A rolling pin. Okay. So if you need to get ready, get the party rolling. At Ah, 2am, our delivery app has all the party supplies you need to whip some cream and have balloons and and grind some herbs. Thank you, 2am Emergency Cooking Supply Delivery Service. You've saved the day. Welcome to your end-of-year stat roundup. Video games played this year, 48. TV shows watched, 36. Podcast episodes listened to, 98. Number of hours spent working. Oh. Oh no. Okay, I'm not going to do the maths on this one. Um, Yikes. Capitalism really happened to you this year. Jeez, that kind of makes the rest of these numbers feel kind of small. Um, This is the bit where I was meant to show you a pie chart of how you spent your year, and it looks like a circle. Uh, y- you know what? Here's a link to an article about unionization. Give that a click. Your most listened to band should be Rage Against the Machine. So, what have you put into your eyes? Ah, well... I watched snow, there was snow outside. It was snow. It in was the whole south of England, I there believe. There was a lot of snow. Covered. It was, it was everywhere. I went outside in it and it was all in, the air, and was on the, in the air and on the floor. I watched other things though as well that I probably have more to say about. Watched... Snow pretty Snow <laughs> Pretty. Yeah. Uh, we watched a film called The Woman King. Yes. What did you think? I wish that I had watched it before dinner. <laughs> yep, because we had a big gross dinner with many <laughs> vegetables and stuffing, and then we watched one of the heaviest films I've seen in years. It's not a light watch. I'll no. give it that. Like the, I remember seeing the trailer for it when we went to go and see Black Panther: a Forever. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that looks very intense and very actiony, and and um. I am, I yeah, I I'm curious to watch that, and then we got the chance to watch it, and I was like, oh no, I don't have the focus for this right now because it it's, it's more than just a couple of action scenes. Firstly, it's a lot of a lot of action scenes, yeah, but it is strung together by really important dialogue and yeah. and story and character development that my brain was just too full of not turkey for. that's entirely (laughs) fair yeah so this film is uh to 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 simplify its plot uh it is it is set during like the later years of the uh the 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 transatlantic slave trade Mm -hmm. and is centered around uh A period of time where, you know, there there is a certain degree of slave traders convincing people to turn against their own self-interest because if I am helpful to these slave traders, they'll come for me last, How will we deal with tribal Uh, issues? Yeah. Rather than talking it out or just dealing with it amongst ourselves in other ways, what if we started wars and then captured our enemies and then sold our enemies? Yes, and then trying to... See past the fact that, like, the other side of this conflict is not necessarily the enemy. They are doing what they're having to do to survive a shitty situation that colonialism has, been, and basically, fucking white people have put on them. Yes. Um, and then a whole bunch of really interesting stuff around uh, attempts to basically stand up against um colonialism and the slave trade, and to stand up in defiance of. Uh, <laughs> I, I, what I will say about this film, it did something that I think I feel like it did pretty well, uh-huh. which is it set up a character to be like, yeah, but I'm the nice slave trader who's like, I'm I'm not I'm not the bad one, and it seemed like it was gonna set up like, and they'll be good and without critique at the end, and nope, by the end it's like no no you still were complicit in this. Yep. Uh, Which no one's going to forgive you. It it reminded me of, it reminded me of moments in the. This is a very tonally different thing to compare it to, but I I was thinking about the comic Bitch Planet and some of its critiques of uh, women who are complicit in the oppression of other women. Um, There is some similar respectability. Yeah, the respectability politics, and again, it all plays into that sort of "I'm one of the good ones" mentality, and yeah, it's that. Strung together with, like, some fantastic performances and some superbly, superbly performed um, action right, okay, scenes. Yeah. S- some really well, like, acted, like... S- some really well-acted emotions. Yes. Some, like, truly phenomenal, intense performances. Yeah, but content warning for so many things. Violence, Ugh. gore, colonialism, slave trade, white people's stuff, sexual assault. Uh, the film is a lot. Um, yes, and and we've we've talked about the what's going on overall, but we haven't really talked about the main sort of aspect of this film because it is largely yeah. from one person's perspective. Yeah, she is a young woman who her dad is trying to like marry her off, and ends up trying to present her to a king, and that ends up in. Kind of a, like she, she tries to assault him, which, yeah. as you imagine, probably didn't go that well. And she ends up in or, or attempting to join a uh, all women army. Yes. And in this particular group, they like this, this particular army is held in incredibly high regard. Yeah. Like, people generally do not fuck with you. In any way, look at you, question you. It is sort of uh, best of the best. Like, they are revered societally, but but very much, like, to the degree of men. Do not fucking look at them. You do not deserve to look at these amazing women. There's there's some sort of, like, nun-esque comparisons of, like, you have to swear um, celibacy. You have to, like, commit your life to essentially I am part of this sisterhood army and that is what I am and i am sort of committing myself to a life of this yeah yeah and a lot of it's through that like her struggles to be considered worthy to be within that uh, yes to, and to, to train to do that uh, the the leaders of that group i'm trying not to do too much yeah. in the way of spoilers there there is like a lot of deeper plot around various characters mm. the uh the mentor character is really funny, oh yeah, uh, but also really hardcore. Uh, that there's, there's, like there's some really sweet touching moments. It's... There's some really harrowing moments. There's some yeah. really it, gory it moments. It, yeah, it is. I, look, yeah, like we started by talking about like the the sort of narrative things that are happening, but I think like the core of this film emotionally is this group of women going through a lot of things together and be that. Um, going through going through war, going through the bonding process of being a group and finding community, be it going through the things that have been have been done to them and that they've had to come out the other side of. It is a story about, uh, in many ways, about womanhood and like a lot of the stuff in this is really like fascinatingly acted, in a way where I look at it and go, we so rarely see portrayals in film of women like this yes and hopefully this means that we will get more strong women and strong women who are also able to be vulnerable without being bitchy or pushing other women down Mm. in the way that we get a lot in uh, like american stuff yeah it is a Yeah, it is a hell of a film. Yeah, but um, you maybe want to make sure you're in a in a strong headspace before watching it. Yeah, it, it is definitely... And that you have time to properly focus on it. Yes, it is definitely a film that you need to be ready for. Um, this is going to get heavy and deal with like complicated, nuanced, uh conversations and heavy emotions. Mm. And tackle them very well, but definitely also... It doesn't yeah. fuck about at it all. It does not fuck around. But yeah, I I think it is another film that I would like to like plan ahead, plan to watch knowing what's going what's going on, watch it earlier in the day, not after a big meal <laughs> when I've had my meds rather yeah. than n- oh, not actually having my meds that Sunday because or, uh, on Sunday because we were just having a nice chill day just, and just go into it and, and focus a bit more on it because I think it is a film that deserves that I'd but uh, of, of what I got of it in, in my sleepy snug dinner blanket it's... on a very cold Sunday yeah. state like, it's yeah, a I... film I would really like to at some point down the line watch again I yes. feel like there is a lot to take in and a lot I want to review yes uh, but from from what I gleaned, amazing work from the the cast and, and yeah I, I, I hope we get more films uh, like this from whoever wrote this, who whoever uh, casted this, whoever was involved in in like fight choreography mm. for that because Maybe. there is some amazing fighting in this that there is. Yeah, did you watch anything else this week? I watched a whole bunch of stuff this week. This week has been a very watch heavy week. Tell me about some of the things you watched. Oh, I will. I will tell you about so many, many of the good? things I watch. Well, I
2: will. I will. <laughs>
0: Uh, I watched, Ooh very hype, I watched the uh, (gasps) Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse trailer. I watched it as well. I watched it once and I'm like, I'm not going to go back and nitpick and try and find, uh, nitpick's not the right word, I'm not going to go back and try and find cameos. I took it in and went, cool. (laughs) I I saw uh, a bunch of Spider-Peoples from Across the Spider-Verse and I didn't know who who, all of them were. I think I spotted America Chavez in there. Uh, I know Spider-Punk is in there, which I'm excited about. I thought I saw the uh, the jacket, the yeah, Maria Chavez jacket. I could be wrong, uh, but she does a lot of like dimension hopping, so that would make sense. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the artwork is as incredible as the first one, and and still mm. somehow managed to do amazing, surprising things. That I was like, this is going to be another one of those films where if it ever ends up with one of those. Bot, page, bot facebook pages of every single frame of this film <laughs> yeah like every day is going to be worth watching on that yeah it's what i really appreciate about that trailer is that it, it it achieved doing the thing that i really appreciate where a trailer doesn't give too much away about the actual film but still gives you a sense of tone of what to expect mm-hmm. in that it was largely just a conversation of someone going hey miles look after yourself uh that that is narratively all we really got while seeing a bunch of cool shit and going, yeah, yeah, I'm on, I'm in I'm on board. Yep, we're going across the spiders' verse, and there will be m- many spiders. Many man. spiders. Maybe some of the spiders will be not nice, and some of them will be nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for more of that because the first one is so beautiful. The soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, and, and it's a really good story as well. And I got to see a whole bunch of spider peoples that I had never seen before. So. It- that the first film is one of the best examples ever of realism does not need to be your aim in animation. Oh, 100%. Like, it's... Oh, you can do so many good things when you get creative. Yeah, I I am ready to, for this film to come out and then for Arachnovel to explain <laughs> who all the different spider people are oh, doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love all, all, all the, like, hey, do you want to know who that is? I will tell you. Thank you. Like, thank you. Thank you for educating me yeah. on... Fifty years of Spider Man? <laughs> yeah, occasionally I'll I'll in Twitch chat just have like, oh it's it's a Randobot's Comic Corner. Tell me about a Spider Man. Who's a Spider Man today? Who who is spider on this day? What spider can I learn about on this day? <laughs> Right. No yeah. facts are best facts. Anyway, so tell me about a thing that you have watched. Oh, what things have I watched this week? Ooh. Um I watched the game awards. Oh yeah, I watched some of that. Uh that that I was in bed by half past three in the morning, which is like not as bad as some game awards have been in the past. Yeah. Uh here is the summary of everything you need to know. Um skipping the adverts for a second. Um Christopher Judge won best uh best performance in a video game for his, that- his role as Kratos. Okay. Oh, and gave a very lengthy speech to the point that they started playing music to play him <laughs> off but the problem was that his speech was so good that it just sounded like dramatic backing <laughs> music to his speech and has made his speech even more uh impressive <laughs> it did however mean that everyone else had to rush through their speeches afterwards i can't i can't blame him if i won an award for best performance handed out by al uh, al pacino handed me award for best performer right i'd milk my moment. oh <laughs> yeah uh, that that That's the main takeaway you need for, from the, the awards show bit. We got a trailer for Hades 2. We did? Hades 2 is happening. Yep. Uh, a supermassive who... Uh, oh, Supergiant? Uh, su- I think it's Supergiant. Um, who made Hades? They never do sequels. They oh. never do sequels. Like, oh. historically, every game they've ever done has been a one-and-done do-it-and-move-on. Mm-hmm. They, they've they done a... They they did, um... Uh, what was it? Was it Transistor? They did, um... Uh, Pyre, they did Hades they've done like several this is the first one they've ever gone yeah we're doing another hell and I'm like yeah. Hades is fucking amazing hell yes mm-hmm. Um. so I am excited and I'm going to pay zero attention from now until it's out of early access and in version 1.0 yeah. and then it will become my life for a while <laughs> uh, there, there there, was a cool c- c- cell shaded Hellboy game that got a trailer, that looked pretty cool which I think one of the good trailers there were Um, there's that uh i forgot what the name of it is the the camera thing oh yes um i'll find the name yep you keep talking i'll I'll come back to you uh i'm just trying to remember what other trailers there were um that that were particularly exciting um vampires over as we mentioned already honestly hades 2 is oh extremely okay games um which is the studio behind celeste uh announced their new game it's it's got a generic name i can't remember the name of it's like iron sword or something um but it it's it's more game from the people that made celeste and celeste is fucking amazing and i am excited that's another one where i'm like tell me when it's out i will play it and probably love it until then Um, i will forget it exists exactly So so as not to get too sad having to hype myself up yeah i do not wish to pay any attention until this is ready uh, that's that's my big takeaways from, from the Game Awards is just Hades 2, Hades 2, Hades 2. I guess there's Castlevania content coming to Dead Cells. Yeah, that was like the first trailer on there. Yeah, it was one of the early ones. Uh, Hades, Hades 2,
1: more Hades. Hades, Hades. As well.
0: Even Hadeser. Even oh, v- Viewfinder. Viewfinder, that's the one. How would you describe Viewfinder? It's, it's a anti-chamber-esque perception is yeah. reality type game. It's, it's one of those p- change perspective to change reality. With a camera. So it, yeah. it's I guess it's kind of got vibes of what they talked about uh, one of the early prototypes of pilot, uh, Portal 2 being. Yeah. Having a camera aspect of you take a picture you can move a thing around and maybe change the, the size of that thing by how close you're putting the thing or, or where you're putting it. Do you need a hole? Do you need a door out of a room? But the only hole is on the ceiling. Take a picture of the hole on the ceiling, and then hold the picture up in front of you. And yeah. then when you let go of it, you can walk into the picture, and there's a, there's a yeah. way out of of the room. I love these kind of games. I love uh, I loved Antechamber. I loved Superliminal. Yeah. I love this kind of shit. I love this kind of shit. I saw this advertised on a I think it was like a Nindies years ago. Yeah, and then just like nothing came of it seemingly I, I'm glad I'm glad that it's finally turning up I remember at some point there was a uh, a gift that did the rounds on Twitter a photo being taken and then held up and then walking inside the picture and everyone going oh that's a cool idea and now it's a game yeah uh, what about you what did you watch this week what did I watch well I watched a bunch of stuff I've been watching through the latest ox venture series oh now yeah. that there's like nine episodes of it. And that is called Legacy of Dragon. Mm-hmm. The, the one that got me recently, because a lot of them have pun titles. The most recent one is called Ready Layer One. Because <laughs> it's a dragon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying that so far. Johnny is an amazing DM. We're getting some, some follow-up to, like, character stuff that was set up way back at the very beginning. Egbert the Careless, who we know was kicked out of, of his uh, cult question mark <laughs> and uh, ended up following an entirely different god because of the reasons that he got kicked out of kicked out of his, his original group and and kind of some revisiting of those themes and that's really interesting that Johnny found a way to make that story for a start to tie it in with a bunch of the surrounding lore in everything that's happened in every campaign since and, and also get Eggbook properly involved in that even though he is generally inept, and also usually only solves things by exploding. Yeah. If it can't be blown up, it's not worth doing. <laughs> but yeah, really enjoying that so far. What about you? Have you got anything else? Uh, not a lot. It's not been a it's not been a super watched every week for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any other things? I got a bunch of stuff. I know you've got a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Tell me about more things. I uh, watched the shelfside review for the Frosthaven organizers. Laser rocks versus uh, folded space. So I understood the word Frosthaven. So when Frosthaven did its Kickstarter, yeah. they said that they were going to do uh like an add-on they, they they basically contacted two of the major like custom inserts for board games companies. Mm. Like we've got some folded space stuff. I've got that um foam insert for Caverna, the one I spent like 2 days gluing together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's that company did a blue one just okay. for Frosthaven. And Laserox is more like the one we've got for terraforming Mars, the, oh, that nice wooden one, the sort of like etched in gaps that are the the right size for all the things. Yes, so it's a company that did not like nice foam ones and a company that did wooden ones. And ba- I'm I'm am gonna spoilers that the, the the actual review is slightly more in depth, but the his ultimate answer is both of them kind of suck. Oh no! So they they were quite expensive add-ons. For the game that you could yeah. do at the kickstarter the problem was a lot of the designing around it happened before the designing was fully finished oh, on the game no. itself oh no oh no i yeah so there's problems like sometimes if you've sleeved the cards it's really hard to get them in and out of this one slot yeah. and because it's a gloomhaven game you're adding things to various decks so if it's already difficult to get in and out of a slot, it might be impossible sleeved once you've got more stuff added yeah. to it and i I can understand the 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 mentality of we don't want to hold up sending out these copies of the game because we we had to wait until the game was finished to to, to get them starting to make the insert like those those inlays but yeah that is a problem you risk that is a big problem there's other aspects like the the suggested layout for certain things mean that certain tiles say like because it's um I mean we've only played Jaws of the Lion together, I don't know how much of actual Gloomhaven you've seen. Uh I've seen some. So it's a lot of large tiles. Yes. And then you're adding overlay tiles on top of that. Yes. And they might be like two tiles or just one or maybe a yeah. three. And and you're adding those on top to sort of build the actual map even though you'll probably be using the same 16 or so base tiles constantly throughout the campaign. Yes. And one time you might see it might be a big open hall with a maybe a, like some kind of old sacrificial altar in the middle and a bunch of, of uh, pillars you need to knock down. Another time you might see it's a tavern. Yeah. But it seems like a lot of that stuff hasn't been properly managed, so the overlay tiles you might find... What would be a good way to lay it out? Well, have all the wood things together, like the doors and the barrels, and 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 various things. Like maybe a tra- like a wooden trapdoor. Yeah. Those would all be good things to have in in one place. No, they can't be put together. Oh no. Uh, sometimes with decks of things, you need to split them up. So rather than going, oh that's yeah, that I'll put all of those and all of those. I've split the deck in half. What if you need to split the deck in three? It doesn't actually work because the number of things of each classification. So I know, I don't know about you. I suspect you are the same as me and be like, no, if I, I need to put all of the, the, the wood and the leaves in here and the apothecary stuff needs to go in a separate pile and I cannot mix the two. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of that sort of I'm thing. I'm a big fan of your uh, desire to sort all of our board game components into the little cupcakes so that no two things share. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I a lot of that sort of stuff. And his ultimate conclusion was the base thing that actually comes inside... Frosthaven works way better than either of the two things people paid money for. As someone who's getting just the the the, the that the the regular version of Frosthaven, I'm glad to hear that that's that's good. Yeah. And, and he gives recommendations for how you can make the base box even better and more manageable? Because one of the problems is the but most of the organizers or both of the organizers have either tried to do a thing where it's difficult to find all of the monster standees, monster cards, monster decks, and the turn order tracking stuff. Yeah. Either because, uh, in one case, they I think they're all sort of stacked on top of each other in a series of trays. Okay. And in the other version, they're all, like, uh, front to back, uh, horizontally oh. stacked, or, or ver- vertically stacked. So all you're seeing is the top of cardboard. Yeah.
2: And if you look at it
0: from one, a- at one end, maybe you're seeing... Like the first one in each in each row, but you can't see all of them, and it's not arranged in such a way as to go. Hey, this is all the uh, the vermlings, and this is all the uh, Inox uh, type things. It's like no, here are all the small ones here, all the medium ones here, all the larger ones here, all the bosses. Oh no! And It's like. No, this is going to take so long to to set up the game. It's it's. It might be nicely organized for putting in a box. Yeah. But for setting up a game of that, and for 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 Gloomhaven or Frosthaven or any of those, like the less time you the the the, the more you can reduce the setup and teardown, yep. the better because it is a lengthy game as it is. Yes. You don't want to be making it feel like a faff to play because. You've got to do that much work before you can even start. Yeah, because with, with Jaws the Lion, you have at least, you you know, you flip the book open and that's it in front of you. Yeah. You know where everything is. With Gloomhaven, you did have to do, like, find all of the, all of the board pieces, put them together in the right order, which is why a lot of people ended up getting accordion files and oh. then just numbering them. Yeah. Uh if you can get apparently if you can get a 16 slot uh accordion file for Frosthaven it is the perfect size for okay. all of the, all of the big flat tiles that you're going to be using a lot so you can just find those numbers and then put overlays on them cool so that is probably that was already what I was planning to do because I'd heard that worked really well for Gloomhaven so good to hear reassurance that it is still a good way to go that's what I'm going to do for this but yeah I I I feel really bad for everyone who Bought those really expensive things. Like, apparently Folded Space did a, a an accordion file to put the, uh, the map tiles in, but it's only got about eight pockets in it. And it's that not is... made of a nice material, so it just feels like it's going to break after a while. And with those map pieces, they're going to come in and out of there quite a lot. And that is a real shame from two companies who, from all accounts, generally do good stuff. Yeah, but usually it's stuff they've done like post game launch yeah. and they've looked at the practicalities of these things. Yes, rather than going how do we fit the stuff they've in They've been able to see the game in real use uh use cases and yeah. work based on that. Yeah. Uh go and watch the whole thing. It's it's very detailed if, if you are curious about Frosthaven is going to take up a whole bunch of space. Did you want to get on, or should I just rattle through? Uh, I've got nothing else, really. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, tell me what else. Uh, We watched together the Did You Know Gaming, the Hunt for the Lazy Gamers Christmas Dinner in a Can. Oh, yeah, the Christmas dinner. We did watch... uh, uh, Yes, this was a video by Liam Robertson, who, um... uh, We're Twitter mutuals, he's lovely. Yeah, he, he recently did a video leaking some dev footage of, um... Uh, the in-development name was Crash Bandicoot Wampa League. Uh, it got announced at the Game Awards, but under a different name.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, but yeah, this is about that that game, the Christmas, game Christmas Dinner Christmas in a dinner, Tin. That every year they put on their website. It's like, oh, you can get a Christmas Dinner in a Tin so you don't have to step away from your game. But it's uh, all oh, it's sold out, unfortunately. Oh, That's no, a shame. It's sold out, what a shame. And for the longest time, I had assumed that they'd probably just sent it to a bunch of influencers and it hadn't really existed. Yeah. I didn't realise how vague it was. Spoilers for the end of that thing. Watch it, it's fascinating. But it never existed. Well, I mean, it sort of never existed, but also two very limited runs of it happened that never got into public hands. There is one video somewhere of one man eating... That's not... not a real one, though. Well, no, no, no. There's the that was the that was the fake one because no, 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 no. The second year of oh, the second the year. second year Sorry, someone yes. there someone did eat one of on the second year yes and someone owns one of the first year and someone wanted to eat one the first year but wasn't allowed to in case yes. it killed them yes <laughs> um, that the... <laughs> there is a whole breakdown about where the original idea came from. And that's quite ironic. And there's there's a whole bunch of stuff about people faking it or, or claiming to have seen it. the The way the Mandela effect uh, or Mandela effect rose up around this, and like uh, the weirdness of that. I don't. I don't think they mentioned it in the video. But the one thing I noticed a couple of years ago when I was looking into this was the they added a vegetarian one. Yes. Why? It didn't exist either. Yeah. Even even less because both of the ones that did almost kind of exist would gel it into hell. There's no way you could you could. The only way the they held it, it together, yeah. Uh it, what it's a shame. it is a fascinating watch. Yes. It would have been fun to, 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 to do like a video of eating the vegetarian one if it had been vegan. But I guess I guess we'll never know. What that would be like. Anyway, <laughs> also watched uh, the Transgender Rights 2 last week tonight with John Oliver. John Oliver has been doing good trans rights coverage. He he's, has. he's a good egg. I, I've been waiting for this to go up on the YouTube channel, the regular YouTube channel yes. that all of his stuff goes up on. Apparently HBO decided they were never going to put it up online because they didn't trust what the UK's reaction was going to be. Yes. Is, is what i've heard i don't know how true that um, is. um but... oh 100 true like the uk um keeps censoring john oliver segments um to the point that he's had to start putting in um alternate segments to go if the uk won't air me talking about say prince andrew or whatever here's a segment they can play instead i guess yeah like, it's become a whole thing that the uk keeps censoring his episodes i mean i watched it on youtube so i figured it was just going to be like the us youtube Although I suppose they could have geolocked them, but Yeah. Yeah, so I I tried to get this... Because 'cause I'd heard he'd done another really good Yeah. Fuck you, it does it's none of your business, stop getting involved in this and and being fake outraged, you bastards take the same as last time, basically, quite reasonably and sensibly. Yeah. But I couldn't get it anywhere. Yeah. It was ge- it was geolocked on YouTube and then sort of people explained like it's just never gonna be available. I don't have a VPN, generally, so that was going to be a pain in the bum to work around. And then I found out that somebody else had just uploaded it to their yeah. own YouTube channel. Found it eventually, watched it. It was, as expected, a, a good takedown. Still managed to be funny while tackling a very silly serious subject. Um, Indeed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's a good egg, that he one. He is a good egg, and funny with it. I watched the new gaming muse video, which I believe is the last of their uh Silent Hill breakdown videos. Ooh. They did like a whole series of the first four games, yeah. some of the like behind the scenes stuff around those. And then this one this one is the Silent Hill Konami boycott you've never heard of. One second, was this the series that I think I watched one of the episodes with you that was about, um, the dev team travelling to America before Silent Hill 2's creation and the place they stopped for a couple of days and there was one member of the dev team who spoke English and one who did not, like, travelling around this little town in America. Yes. Yeah, that was that series. Yes. Yeah. They did really good breakdowns. I I the en- whole series was really, really good. I very much enjoyed the one I remember having seen. So, Konami is Konami and Konami is the worst. Konami is the worst. And have been, for fucking ever, it seems. Yep. So, are you aware of the uh, Silent Hill visual novel for, I think it was Game Boy Advance? No. So, I've heard about this before, they did, like, mobile stuff as well, and it's, what if Silent Hill was conveyed as a series of text, and occasionally there will be, like, there will be, like, background art behind Mm. the text, and and some, some cool flickery screen effects, And occasionally there will just be a 3D model of one of the enemies or something sort of lightly idling behind text as stuff is read or between scenes. But that's not the controversial bit. Konami being Konami decided they wanted to copyright or trademark the Japanese word for visual novel. Oh. Which... Apparently, Japan fucking loved visual novels and still oh, does. Oh no, yeah, no, they I didn't are. They know are this huge cultural thing. Oh yeah, they Even are. Even people who don't game yes, love a visual novel. They are fucking huge. Yeah, and and Konami were like, no, we're gonna, we're just gonna have that. We we're gonna be the only ones that can do that. We 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 we, we, we want to copyright that name. Yeah. And apparently, people went fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that apparently, like this. So, gaming news just wanted to do something about the 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 get the uh, visual novel for Silent Hill as just like a, a final wrap up for original Team Silent people who who were involved and did this thing Yeah. as like the last game in the series, and then only found out about this controversy as a result. Yeah, it it feels like it's in the category of when uh, the YouTube channel the Fine Brothers tried to copyright. Um, reaction content oh dear do you remember this they, they uh, i think yeah. i've barely heard of it so this it, is I like the, the yeah person. so this was like the kids react elders react oh um, yeah folks. I've seen those they tried to claim ownership of the entire concept of react channels and force anyone who wanted to make reaction content on youtube to license the react brand from them um Ooh surprisingly Slices. it didn't go well for them good uh the internet fucking tore into them and it destroyed their career Yay! wait doesn't react stuff still happen now like, oh react, react stuff to... still happens but um not them. but like uh they completely left the uh left the company oh the okay. channels completely died in popularity um like they just completely tanked like the whole thing fell apart wowzer yeah they went from being like one of the most established like Brands on YouTube to just nothing. Mm -hmm. The last thing I watched this week is uh, on uh, Patricia Taxon's video, uh, a channel on YouTube. It's called The Autistic Horror of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared Season 1. I watched this. I I, I watched this the other week and forgot to talk about it. (laughs) It is... It it sure is an interesting view. It's an interesting view about Season 1, especially since... I was I, I I was with them like up to like the first couple of episodes. i like, yeah, I see what you mean about the gaslighty nature of the way that first episode the first few episodes are, especially like everyone knows the green is not a creative color yeah. thing. Yes, and and the the way they talked about uh go and go and get collect some leaves and sticks and arrange them into your favorite color yes like, and how how do you follow this rule yeah and everyone else intuitively knowing what that means yes spell despite it, it with, being nonsense spell it with the straight lines of sticks yeah and then being like when you, like, okay, yeah, oh, I see what you've done. I will do, my my favourite thing is green. No, you've done it wrong. There's a social yeah. rule you didn't know it, about. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. Viewing that through the lens of someone who went through ABA as an autistic person is like, yeah, no, I can see how you got, I can, I can see, see why parallels. that really fucked with you. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, like, I I think I've talked about, and maybe not on here before, but I've talked about the fact that I didn't realise for years that it wasn't common to turn up on your first day at school and assume that everyone else already knew each other. Yeah. Because of the way they could interact and the way they yes. got on. They already whereas, understood all the, how to talk to each other. Whereas I was just like, I, what? what? I, this, mm. There's so many rules I don't understand. Yes. This whole social thing that you're doing. And yeah, I, I kind of get that concept. The uh, stuff about uh, love. Yes. And the seemingly forced heteronormativity of that. Yes. And then, again, trying to get involved in it in the way you think you understand people want you to do it and then being told, no, you're doing it wrong. Having it explained to you in a vague, nebulous way that assumes you already understand what they're getting at and then when you try and follow the literal rules, no. You've done it wrong. You can't love the tree. Yeah, like I understand. I was I was with them through a long way through this yeah. this video, um, but like it, they even admit like later on, like okay, so this doesn't quite work with with that theory and that theory and this yeah. theory, but like yes, I've, I think taking it from that sort of viewpoint, I understand that, and I also appreciate the point they made about how a lot of people have just taken. What the big view is about don't hug me, I'm scared, and just gone, yep, yep yeah it' it it's it's one of those things where even if I don't agree with absolutely every take they had in there, I think it is a very interesting personal read someone had where I'm like, I can at the very least see where you are coming from, and it has gotten me to think about this in a way I hadn't previously done, yeah, and i and I appreciate that and and it's it's only like twenty minutes long, I think, so
2: yeah, you got twenty
0: minutes this is worth a watch to to Maybe have a slightly different consideration of of bits of "Don't Have Me, I'm Scared." It's just the web series, not the not the TV stuff, because yeah. apparently this was written a year ago, way before that came out. Because yeah. mental health sometimes gets in the way of making content.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm
0: I'm glad they managed to get back to it because a number of times I've written stuff, had mental problems, <laughs> and then just gone. Well, I can never pick that up again. It's completely irrelevant. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've got a fully written article draft that I'm, I'm currently sat on, I'm just like, yeah, maybe I'll put this out at some point. I'll mm. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? I think that's everything I watched. <gasps> well then, time for this. <laughs> got any sponsor who's our new sponsor uh, well do you f- sometimes forget to do a plan for your D session oh uh, i mean I'm, i've certainly been there i've been like at a convention and been like ah oh, shit the, the, the people want to play DD, i don't have a i don't have a session ready though are they like immediately ready to play right then and you've not even got any notes prepared oh yeah they're like can we play right now here are my dice and i'm like oh but i don't even have outlines of notes or anything well just enter a simple like one-line premise for your campaign yeah. into our AI system, and it will spit out k- kind of a D and D session. Ah, I I see it doing it now. It's sort of mentioning the characters that I remembered the names of and told it about. Yeah, and structuring them. I don't think that's how many HP uh, a no. gnome is meant to have. I don't even think that's numbers. I yeah. I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to run that combat encounter but look I'll I'll just make up that it is the most powerful gnome there's ever been and like that's how we'll justify the stat block. I mean yeah I guess uh yes. Could do that. The gnome of invincibility. Yeah, I, the lang com- the languages that that gnome understands is shoo shoo sh- wow wow, wow, wow. Is, is that an R? Might be an R. Or you? I mean, I could technically run this. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, so that's DMAI for when you need an emergency. Plan for your d d Something like that. I think I'll just just freestyle. I mean, it. As, freestyle. As, look, as long as I say it confidently with silly voices, it'll probably be fine. That'll probably do it. Yeah. Hi, I'm the Invincible Gnome. Hi, do you speak... (laughs) Uh Maybe. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, we got big, uh, gaming awards coming up this, yeah. uh, this, uh, weekend. And, yeah, I uh, paid a lot of money, we are gonna be right there. Exactly. Well, see, the problem is, is there's at least one of those, uh, categories that is, a uh, fan voted. Right. And, you know, I think we've, we've done a pretty good job whipping up our audience into, you know, abject tribalism to, you oh, know, yeah. you know, vote for us. But. You know it's the best. But there may be one thing even more tribalistic than our fans anime fans who are uh, who have invested money in a gacha game right and i'm worried they might win that award and then we don't get to say we won as many awards which makes it sound important right can we buy that game we i i mean look i i feel like we it's maybe the one game we cannot buy wow yeah gacha anime gacha games make all the money like we can get working on making one but like i mean we try we've had the thing with the cards and then you level up the cards and the cards are worth more and yeah it just didn't just didn't take over but my my thought is right what if we start offering players in game some kind of freebies if they vote for us right maybe if we win the award because they voted for us so many times then uh, i don't know we give you a, a double xp weekend Right, so we
3: can call it like a like a social reward tier or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like if you are good, little, well-behaved voters, then maybe we uh, turn off uh, turn turn off uh, shields for a weekend. And every bullet kills really well. And that'll be fun, right? Probably you'll Probably, enjoy that. Yeah. And Oof. and uh, everyone who voted and proved that they voted for us uh, will get a free, completely black skin oh i like that i like that a lot uh everyone who uh votes for us uh particularly if you vote for us multiple times like if you can prove you voted like i don't know 150 160 right. 60 times you you have permission to use aimbot for for a week you're allowed to just have a computer do your aiming for you for a week so you can climb the kill, kill the uh, the ranked ladder you are a fucking genius i know What have you put in your ears? Oh, I've mainly just been plodding through um through listening to Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, wow. I'm still well behind you because I'm yeah. only I'm only really listening to a couple of episodes a week when we uh, episodes a week when we go swimming. Yeah. But we've started to get to some of the internet connected plot stuff that's like long running multi episode plots that I remember and being like, Oh yeah, that's oh that
1: Yeah, well. Um,
0: so currently I'm like I think like forty episodes in. Okay uh dana who was trapped in the dog park yes found the the door and came out of the house that shouldn't it seems like it should exist but it it, it doesn't it, it doesn't would make exist. more sense for it to exist but it doesn't yeah. exist um everyone can see but no well, not, well that's the thing no one can yeah it's the whole no one can see her but she's making phone calls yes. that are just about getting through um, and Cecil can't answer because every time he touches his phone to respond to her, his finger the screen starts bleeding. Or yeah, um, or she seems to be answering like hearing not what he's actually saying. Yes. Uh, so I got to that bit. We've had um, some stuff around. Oh, there was a really good episode recently about um, old woman Josie and her angels that definitely don't exist. There's no such um, thing as angels. And and mysterious helicopters floating around and people starting to just cry uncontrollably at the knowledge of angels uh which is like they set up at the start of the episode that like if you've been marked for a for a higher purpose by the angels by acknowledging the angels like if you acknowledge an angel you will just start crying and mm. not be able to stop and like that being a recurrent theme through the episode it was a fascinating listen that Yee. one yeah i'm getting into what i remember being like the good that like the, the good section of night bell vale where i'm mm. like mm, i'm really digging this yeah what about you? What have you been listening to? I've also to? listened to some Night Vale. Yeah. I'm up to episode 83. Okay, so I'm about halfway to where you're at. Halfway there. It, it, swimming is the only place where it feels right to listen for me. It's it's just a liminal space being underwater thing. It's, it's that time of year now where going out for... for a walk after 4 p.m. means it's dark enough to listen to night bell. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> I I might have to go for some some night veil walks now that I can do that at reasonable hours. <laughs> it's I mean, careful out there because it's real icy right now, but yeah, it's it's been a great time for it. I've you you've gotten back in after after your uh, listen to the audiobook break. Yes, I had a bit of a break after listening to the audiobook. I'm I'm definitely st- struggling more with wanting to keep listening to it. Yeah. Like, I'm I just, I'm just so, not as engaged so as I was. here's the thing. 80 is about where I always drop off. And I don't know why that's where I always drop off, but I've had a few re-listens that got to about there and didn't get further. And I feel like swimming is what's going to get me past there, but... Yeah, I don't know what it is about the, like, 80-ish section. I think they've just hit episode 200. Yes. And I don't know if I've got 120 episodes left in me. I've got... I, I'm gonna make it to episode 200. It might just take, like, two years of swimming. <laughs> like, if I, if I listen to, on average, two episodes a week while swimming, that's about two... No, 200 is... Oh, yeah, so I'd listen to, like, four episodes a month. About four years I'll get through it Yay, and by that time there'll be four years more content Probably (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's fine I think, ultimately, I want a show that's creepy And although Night Vale occasionally did that at the beginning Night Vale, and and as was mentioned shortly after the the audiobook or 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 the first book it, Night Vale isn't creepy so much as it is terminally weird, and it it revels in that. And I usually like weird, but I don't know, it's just not enough to I, keep me engaged. Uh, scary was never a thing I wanted out of Night vale. I I, I just not necessarily sc- yeah. scary, but just it's a particular shade of weird that I, it en- I enjoy. It as a as a exercise in. Uh, surrealist ongoing kind of wholesome world building yeah of just sitting and building a world little piece by little piece and occasionally going you know that offhand remark we made that's now canon we're rolling with it yep and it is a fun thing that mainly works for me as something for i've i've got nothing else to be doing and i just want to pretend i'm some i, I want to like I'm, i want to be somewhere else for a bit mm. while i do a exercise with no visual stimulus, yeah. it, it. I remember when I first listened to it. I had been thinking about doing a entirely improv, or mostly improv,ed uh, Stone Monkey Radio podcast. Mm. That was like about po- just the sort sort of stuff the original Stone Monkey Radio text messages were about, mm. like weather reports and news and horoscopes, and I guess. Kind of a community radio vibe.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but with just ridiculous characters doing ridiculous things and being being ridiculous in the world of people who are very messy after a rave. <laughs> so, like, it would... I, I kind of had the idea and then the first time I listened to Night Vale I was like, oh, well, I can never do that. Someone's done it way better already. And weirdly listening to, like, the last couple of episodes I've been sitting there going, okay, I've, I, I know the kind of thing i would want to do that is kind of a a radio thing like my original idea but is way darker and creepier like i yeah i i have done dark and creepy podcasting with the program but (laughs) no one listened to that so it was Uh, dark and fucking creepy yeah what if i could do something that was less caused people to have emotional make breakdowns Uh, yeah while I was cooking dinner, and more, you know, just, just a series that was creepy that people could still enjoy, maybe that that would be mm. nice. I'd like to make something that people could actually enjoy, rather than being so fundamentally terrified of <laughs> that they couldn't get past two episodes, and that was pushing it. It was a lot. Don't know why. Don't understand. I don't have a visual imagination, so I don't. I just. I don't, don't have understand. a visual imagination, but it's still just viscerally unsettled <laughs> Uh but yeah like i've i've thought about I, it's it's been appreciated that i can listen to it now and go they they have done something amazing but it's not what you were going to make so there is still space to to make the thing i wanted to make yeah without being like yeah just doing that though, it's weird and it sounds like radio because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's other ways of doing that yeah what else have you listened to? Uh not much really. That's about it for me. You listen to anything else? Right, we listen to some things together. We listen to the Hogs of War soundtrack that we did. We listen to the Worms 2 soundtrack. Oh yes. The Cannon Fodder intro music. Mm-hmm. We listen to all of David Whittaker's Shadow of the Beast soundtrack. We listen to the Blood Money intro. Oh yeah. And then the perfect amiga game music compilation over 3 hours on h i r v i b o n g a r i 2
2: that that well known channel with,
0: <laughs> it's it's uh 3 hours 9 minutes and 23 seconds of amiga game music and you enjoyed some of the oh, weird the, intros the weird news reports at the beginning of whatever that racing game was where it's like a hello and good evening have, have a, a cookie, cookie. <laughs> And someone someone's race winnings involved uh, x amount of money and a giraffe. Sometimes you just win a giraffe. Yeah, he won a giraffe in the racing. Yeah, and then I told you about skid marks. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. And Swiv. Uh, uh, I think that's everything we, we we've listened to then. Well then, time for this. Hello, thank you everyone for coming along today. Welcome. Now you're all people who want to be entrepreneurs. Give yourselves a big round of applause. Awesome, that's the spirit. Now, you're all here because you want to, to know the secret to earning a passive income. Well, let me tell you. Just take a copy of this PDF, change the title, add entirely your own clipart, And you too can start selling people on how they can make their own passive income. If you get really good at it and and really make a lot of profit, you can start holding symposiums like this. So the thousands of people will pay you money to find out how they can make a passive income. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. Okay, well, we're going to need to work on that spirit if you're going to be big entrepreneurs, just like me, yeah, Well, that wasn't quite what I was hoping for. Um, no, no, no what, I mean, were you, what were you hoping well, for? Well, I mean, it said passive income and like yeah. not doing anything. And there seemed to be some implication that I would be standing in front of a very expensive car or crudely green-screened onto a, on, onto like a um, a mountain top, yeah. as if I was about to go skiing. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't looking to sell nonsense PDFs to other people to make them then sell nonsense PDFs. I was really hoping oh. this would just be yeah, just some passive income. Just you know, some kind of like basic income that would cover yeah. my basic needs. I mean, no. I don't want a lot. I mean, just just enough that you know I government and basic living costs, hating. Yeah, and the, maybe of... like everyone would have. I mean, it'd be nice if everyone had it. You know, if it was sort of universal. Yeah, this 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 basic income. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that'd be great. Do you think we could get the rest of this lot to to, to start working towards some sort of basic income together? I mean, this is a room full of people that like the idea of of getting a a basic income. Passively, yeah. I, I, I you know. I feel like they'd be on board with with universally having a basic income. Well, the mic's free. I might just run up there quickly. Hey, everybody! I've we we me actually, and then this person here. Hello. Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't catch your name. Um, we've had this great idea. Wouldn't what, what if there was some kind of basic income that was universal for everyone? Now, do you think you could all get behind that? <laughs> oh. oh, I think. Mean, Probably start on
2: that one, yeah. Okay, we have him down to the planet. It looks a lot like a gravel I A gravel It looks a lot like a gravel quarry. Okay, Ensign Fluffy, if you could go over there and do the scannings over there, I will do the scannings over here. Ooh, what's that? What's that? Ooh, it's, it's a wok. A wok. It's a wok. Uh, what's that? Ooh. Mm. That's also a walk, but oh. the scanner says if we pick it up and turn it over and squint, it looks a little bit like a little fluffy boy. <gasps> oh. 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 Oh, Thank a... you, Scanner. Thank you, Scanner. I appreciate you. You are good. Okay. Oh, I think that something's coming towards us. Oh, what's the scanner say? Oh, it's some kind of vehicle and there's a person on board. A person on board? There's a person on board. Oh, no. oh here they come now. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi.
3: Oh, what, what what are all of you?
2: How are we here on our way mission?
3: Away mission?
2: Yeah, we're we exploring.
3: Well, um, I'm also here exploring, and it seems like I've got a very willing workforce down here. Uh, how, how I was going to say, how, how do you feel about uh, working for me, but uh, I'm just going to tell you, you work for me now.
2: No, I don't think we do.
3: I think you do. I have a very big gun here, and you're very small, and I'm very large.
2: That's not very nice. Why would you point that gun at us? We're just so small and soft and fluffy.
3: Uh, 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 the, 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 the hope is to make you work for me.
2: i got a wiffle of fluffy nose.
3: You you do have a of Fluffy of uh, fluffy nose.
2: i got a wiffle fluffy ears as well.
3: <laughs> you do have a whiff of fluffy ears as well.
2: You're yeah, very soft.
3: I you look very soft.
2: I do look very pettable.
3: M- m- may I?
2: I mean, I'm not going to stop you. Ah. Yeah, that's my first field. Now you are dead. Okay, oh, this one. Apparently he's edible. Yay. Snack time, everybody. We have Snackies. so I have something for dessert, too, if you want. <laughs> yeah. Do you know
0: what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah.
3: All right, Barry. All right, now you been doing... Oh, you know, trying to, try to keep warm as best as I can, you know. Oh, same, same. Yeah, you know. Luckily, you know, the missus is a bit of a radiator, so, you know, at least at night I can oh, crawl in the bed and she's she's good enough to, uh, to you know, to be my basking rock. Oh, yeah, lovely, see, I'm lovely, A bit of a lizard, really. Yeah. Yeah, you, you been up to much? Oh, not much, you say yourself? No, no, no. I mean, I'm mean, mainly just, you know, trying to stay in, keep warm, get a stew on. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing too hectic. You know, I've not not really been seeing much of people recently. I'm actually having a bit of a bit of a recover because I was, I was definitely feeling really burnt out the last couple of months. So it's, yeah. it's been nice to have, you know, just a few weekends to myself. You know, and also, you know, there's been a lot of strike action on recently, so it, it's uh, felt, you know. Like I didn't really want to make cl- plans in case there was more strike action, and, yeah. and you know, also you know, fully supporting the strikers myself. So you know, exactly. don't, don't you know, don't want to accidentally find that I've I've done something that's uh, involving you know scab workers or or whatever, or or this government plan that in, in any strike there has to be you know a certain amount of of workers on to do the job. Uh, yeah, it's part of their whole uh, trying to get rid of. Uh... Any kind of right, right to be inconvenient for the sake of trying to get your rights to improve—that yeah, they you be know, yeah, real yeah, keen on the, the, right now. Get real, fashy There, yeah, just, so, uh, just yeah. a tad. Yeah, you know. and... Oh God, it, it, the thing is, I'm not sure if it's the government or the press or, or a combination of both, but there really does seem to be a lot of anti-union sentiment at the moment. You know, I'm hearing some. I'm hearing stuff about you know. Oh, you know, it's it's an evil that the that the unions are doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, well, 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 it's a bad thing that the strikers doing. Well, you know, they wouldn't have to do this if the real evils, you know, the 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 people f- funneling money out of the top of these systems, uh, you know, and things like that, or, or misappropriating. Funds, uh, the way the government did with you know during during COVID, and you yeah. know managed to f- fund an awful lot of money, funnel an awful lot of money away from the NHS and, and things like that. And yeah. meanwhile, you know the the working hospital staff, from you know the, everyone who works in in the in the labs out the back, you know the 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 floor cleaners, and obviously you know frontline staff, you know your doctors, your nurses, you know radiologists, uh, yeah. and you know what, you know all of these, the whole. system that makes the hospital work. You know, all of that. And and then none of them are being paid well enough. Exactly. Like It's not like, you know, if you look at any of these striking uh, groups of workers, it's not like they're asking for the world. It is largely, in most cases, look, we're not even necessarily asking for for much of a pay rise. We're asking for, uh, at the very least, pay to rise in line with inflation so that we're not, in effect, losing money compared to previous years. Just... Make sure that our money at the very least goes as far as it did before. Yeah. Is like, you know, or a little bit, a little bit more is not a ridiculous thing to ask for services that have absolutely been the backbone of keeping this country alive and functioning during, you know, terribly tough years. Yeah, it's it's not, you know, it's it's not unreasonable for for any person to ask for, you know, that we've had wage stagnation across the board in the UK, and yeah. and it saddens me that we've got all these people going. Oh no, no, I did well. I haven't had a pay rise either. Well, maybe you should be striking as well. Maybe a general strike might kick kick something in the gear. But it seems to you know, it seems to be so much of uh, feeling like it's an us versus them. Is like, well, I can't get yes. to my work where it's... I also aren't getting paid properly. You know, uh, because because they they've they've done this terrible thing. Uh, reading reading the you know the the front pages of the newspaper as I do you know I don't, I don't read a newspaper but no I, I as I, as I go down to the supermarket you know I'll 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 stroll Have a glance. Past. So yeah. I'll, I'll glance glance and just see what you know what 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 the mainstream is talking about and you know there's been a lot of obviously uh, stuff about that and that uh, tragedy that happened in, in Solihull the other day uh, well, yeah, and, you know, and, and that's that's been o- o- obviously on most of the front pages. And then you've got the mail, typically, or obviously the mail,
1: yeah.
3: uh, you know, saying, oh, the the, the strikers are going to be piling on the misery because of, oh, it's, it's cold already, it's miserable and, and sad already and everything's shutting down already. And, oh, the strikers just want to make it worse for you. Oh, and, and uh, I, I hope that people notice that. And and see what I see when, when they're looking at that and go, what, what? what? Yeah, where are your priorities are, are, are there? Is it we've 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 had a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a tragedy that, that a lot everyone else is really addressing, but your main concern is that there are workers who are striking to to get their you know what what they yeah. uh, what they're due for, for for their you know hard days work. They talk yeah. about how. The Brits are, you know, the laziest in Europe. You know, that was a whole thing from from the Tories a while back. You know, the the the, the Brits are terribly lazy. You know, we have less bank holidays than most of Europe. We have, uh, we've had less pay rise. We're, you know, some of the, some of the poorest we are in like a constant recession seemingly for the last twelve years. What what might that be related to? I, I can't yeah, possibly yeah, yeah. think. That, you know, they've basically... We've been under austerity for just uh, just so long and somehow people are still like, oh, yes, that's absolutely the best thing for me. And it's, it's the strikers are not your enemy. No, exactly. It is... Uh, Looking at other people who do not have enough, and letting the government point at them and go, they're the reason you don't have more. Not us, the people with everything. Yeah, I, I think fight something... amongst yourselves for the scraps. Don't come looking at us for the uh, the plate of food. Yeah, I think there's one of those political cartoons of like there's there's an immigrant and a builder sat at a table with a banker, and the banker's uh, there's a, there's a big plate of cookies on the table, and the banker has taken uh, all of the cookies but one. Yeah, and then, got and then all the going all that see- immigrants trying to steal your cookie, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the fact that people still fall for that. It, it really saddens me that we that 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 is seems to be the pervasive attitude. People deserve better than they are getting, and yeah, you can't force someone to see that they deserve better. You you can't, and but I'm glad that at least some parts of, of, of this country are standing up and saying no we are going to collectively action and we're going we're gonna to make sure that you know our postal workers are being paid right and then exactly. uh, hospital workers are being paid right and our you know our rail workers rail workers not necessarily the drivers because generally it hasn't been the drivers going on strike indeed and you know and then you've got yeah. you know we've we've seen evidence that there's bots all over twitter going oh I'm a driver. I've been one for years, and I'm on seventy-four k a year. And I, well, I think it's terrible. All, all these strikes, and it's when you can see exactly the same tweet going out from so many different sources. Yeah, it's like whenever you see anything like that, like, oh, I'm I'm one of these people, and and I'm I'm never that. Not only rem- maybe look into is that exact line being used in lots of other places because that isn't a difficult bit of research to do yourself but consider the uh what was it that right wing american guy i think it was he was like well i'm a gay black man because he forgot to change his fucking twitter account. oh yeah i'm a gay like man someone's never done anything for me i i go i think it was trump he was supporting yeah but yeah that was there was uh, you know think about that sort of thing that the way people will absolutely lie to try and get you on on side about just horrible things and work against your own interests Exactly. Ah, oh, sorry, mate. I went off a bit on that one. No, it was a, it was a, it was, it was no no saying. Ugh, hug, mate. It.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> 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 <sighs>
3: ah. Good luck, mate. Good luck. <sighs> Right, i are going to the kit on.
1: Yeah. So. Huh.
0: That's it. That's it. It's the end. It's all over now. It's the endy bit. Yeah. It's the bit that comes at the end. Yeah, it's the endy bit, which means people need to know what what you do. Me? Uh, my stuff's at Laura K. Buzz everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Just Laura K. Buzz everywhere. If you're listening to this before Monday the 19th, I'm going to be at Common Press in London on Bethnal Green Road, on on Monday night in London, seven pm till ten pm, I think, doing an author signing. Uh, the 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 wonderful illustrator of Me and My Dysphoria Monsters is going to be there too. Yeah. we're going to be we're going to be there both together doing Co-signings signings in. and stuff. Sign, sign, sign. So you can come along to that. There's little Buzz everywhere. Yeah. What about you? Me. Uh, well, I can be found at Linktree, that's linktree.ee slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. I've got a Redbubble where you can get all the cool t-shirts and mouse mats and things that I have designed. Some of them are very funny, I think, and you should probably I check them so out. think so too. And someone recently said they didn't know there was Queer and Pleasant Strangers merch. Well, <gasps> there is, you can get it there. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, what else? I've got a SoundCloud where I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. I've got a Patreon, that's the one that pays my bills and helps me justify the lack of sleep and uh, 76 odd hours a week of work. And also, I haven't had much freelance video editing recently, so that would be helpful. And and also, it's winter, so naturally, numbers have died down there. So if you'd like to join, that would be very much appreciated. That is patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify all of my life choices. Uh, so many life choices. Yeah, and, and we did a book together. We you can did. still pre-order that. That's at unbound.com slash book slash whale. And it's uh, basically What If Supremacy Software was a book. Yeah. Because that's what it is. That's the whole idea of the book. It's too late to get your name in the back of the book, but you could still get a signed copy. Yeah, and really excited, the PDF with all of the markup and stuff and all of the names in the back, is 256 pages, which is the perfect number for a book uh, about video games. Oh, yeah. Yay. Coincidences. Yeah. Yes. So, Laura, darling, <gasps> can you sing us out, please? Until next time, be a stranger.